Can I get a Jimmy on it? No, Jimmy's. Put some Jimmy's on it. Put some Jimmy's? With some Jimmy's. I'll have a vanilla cone with some Jimmy's. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Thin Red Vine. This is Mark. This is Dave, and we're back. After the wheel, post wheel, we survived, as you uh, heard last week. We're back with a side-by-side. Now, this is... No one's paying attention. We're the only ones paying attention. But usually, we alternate side-by-sides with top fives. So, by rights... This might be a top five week, but it had to be. It had to be. It had to be interrupted, right? Because uh, it has come to pass. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. The volcano menu is back. <laughs> it is back, and we made a promise. And if if this podcast um, does anything, it keeps its promises. Yes, unless unless we can't. Unless we can't keep it because we miss we miss a Spider Verse Whopper, for example. Um, so the volcano menu is back. We said way back when, I don't know, it's like a month or more ago now that yeah. if, and it was kind of a joke, but this is our fast food, but then it was episode. followed up by, by, um, you know, a real thing that was happening that if Taco Bell brought back the volcano menu, which we, at the time when we said it, we didn't know it was already in the works. <laughs> no <laughs> idea. It was. I wanted to tie it to Indiana Jones, dial a destiny. <clears throat> right. Volcano Taco. That would be so fun to bring it back. Right. We said that if it came out, we we might just have to do a pairing with Joe versus the volcano. Then we found out it was back, uh, or it was coming back, and now here we are, mid-July, early, early July. It's back. Go to your local Taco yeah. Bell. Hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, yeah. you can still get something on the volcano menu. Maybe it's already gone and yeah. you missed it too, but we got it. I don't think this is a red bun whopper. Instance. You don't think this is a here I, today, gone tomorrow, I limited know. time event? I think it's too much work. I think the red bun whopper, you can just, here's that bun. Nothing else is really changing. This is, there's here's a lot of moving bun. pieces, I think, with the lava They got sauce. a truckload of buns and that was it. And You're saying right. this is. I think this is, this could go through like the end of the summer. Otherwise, people will lose their minds, right? Because you think this is this is a popular. This is a popular. People want this. This Correct. is a popular. <laughs> this is well. No one knew like the red right, bun whopper wasn't coming back. Right. It was just this little cute thing, and you get so many. And apparently, and because right. I think that movie, it was a one weekend promotion, did, basically. It, right. Right. And I bet in you know in hindsight, Burger King would have got more red bun whoppers. Well, they would have sold at least two more. At least. Well, <laughs> in, three. Our, in our Gals, case, maybe. maybe three. All right. Um, so the Volcano Menu is back. You are local. We have one Taco Bell like in a 20-mile radius. Yep. And you went there today. You picked up some things from the Volcano Menu. Can sure you give did. us... So I'm not super yeah. familiar. I saw last week a little YouTube ad with Paris Hilton, of all oh. people, advertising that the oh, Volcano Menu is back. Well, her catchphrase you may or may not know is that's hot oh right but she says it in that kind of deadpan sure valley girl kind of way yeah and so she paris was hilton. doing her catchphrase and so paris hilton is back apparently but also the volcano menu is back is what okay. she was saying and so that's how i knew but i don't really know the different menu items so no. can just from memory from looking at it today yeah i got talk some about so what, what's on this menu? i jotted a few things down looked at it so I don't think they're the volcano. The volcano menu used to be uh, a bit extensive, so I think they're only bringing back really like two things. Okay, this is a and partial. that's the taco and okay. the burrito. And so the volcano menu includes the volcano burrito, and I got a little description here. Yeah, we, we did taste this as well: ground beef, lava sauce, Mexican rice, crunchy red tortilla strips, 
And Dave, I want you to know it was reduced fat sour cream, according oh. to him. I thought, so you don't think Taco Bell's being health conscious. Taco Bell cares about my well-being. I mean, why? Why at that point? Okay. And so they can probably get it under some calorie count that makes it legal to sell. <laughs> right? Don't you, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, you're right. And and shredded cheddar cheese. So uh, that's the burrito. You call that the volcano burrito? Because earlier call you it. called it something else. You called it like the double beefy volcano rice and cheese <laughs> volcano experience. I didn't say all that. What did you say? But I think it is like a double beef burrito. Oh, which is a normal menu item. Uh, maybe. And this is I don't know. I'm not there enough to know. Volcano burrito. Anyway, volcano burrito. Okay. Volcano taco, which features a red crunchy taco shell. Yep. Ground beef, lettuce, lava sauce, and a spicy nacho sauce. Oh, and I thought... Two sauces. The lava sauce was the spicy nacho sauce. Yeah, that seems redundant. This is telling me lava sauce and a spicy nacho sauce. Uh, and the option to add lava sauce, which we did. In a cup on the side. A little dipping cup. Yep. Um, Can you describe the lava sauce? Because I think that is really the key component to the volcano menu. How would I describe the lava sauce? We both tasted it. Yep. Um, there's a creamy creaminess to it. There's a creaminess. We described it as... As if they just took uh, their standard nacho cheese dipping sauce and added some fire sauce to it. Yeah. And mixed it together. It's so like a spicy a little... queso, but it has kind of the consistency so, of not a cheese sauce. Like a salad dressing. Almost. Yeah, it's like almost like mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, like mayo. Yeah. But it is a cheese sauce. It is a, it's an interesting made-in-a-laboratory yeah. thing uh, designed to hit yeah. your flavor, your flavor uh, receptors, yeah. I'm sure. So this, I have something jotted down. The volcano burrito, yeah. and the and uh, was the first of uh, was the first volcano item to debut on Taco Bell's menu, and this was back in 1995. See, I did not realize <clears throat> this went so far back. Right, and now I'm gonna blow your mind. Was you, it for the movie Volcano? No, it was for a movie though. Oh, it was tied in to the movie Congo. What? Right. And I'm going to take this one step farther. Yeah. Because do you know who adapted the script for Congo? No. John Patrick Shanley. No Yeah. And that's who we're going to be talking about later. The director, writer and director of Joe vs. the Volcano. So So it's a Michael Crichton novel, and he did the script for Congo. Now, just to be clear (laughs) to the audience, Taco Bell is not releasing this. For Joe versus the volcano, we we made that pairing. So that would have made is, sense five years earlier had they been a, been with it. So this is an extreme coincidence that the original movie tie-in for the volcano menu is also for the burrito. A, I guess just just the yeah. burrito is also for the movie Congo, which the I've filmmaker seen, we're talking and I can't even today. tell you if there was a volcano in it, but. It's I, a jungle. Yeah, I feel like I don't. I might have caught part vibes. of it on TV or something. I feel like I can picture. Are there gorillas in it? Yeah, I think so. I can picture gorillas. That's it. <laughs> I got nothing for. Well, about. Michael Crichton, he's the Jurassic Ooh, Park writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, yeah. he did. I think they made all of his books into movies in, right, I've in seen, the nineties. Right. That's probably that's probably a good call. Uh, Andromeda Strain. That was earlier. That I was can't like, vouch for that, but is that Michael Crichton? Fact check. <laughs> um, Fact check. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so what's your, we both ate it. Would you, are you recommending people get this taco? You, uh, could, so we had the burrito and we had the taco and you're saying those are the only two like the, entrees the, outside basically. of the lava sauce. Those are the only, you can get chips in the sauce or you can get right. The nothing special the with the chips. There's nothing else on the menu. There's no, uh, volcano. I looked cinnamon twist or something. I did not no see that. These item. are the only two items back and we don't know for how long, but 
my guess is at least for the rest of the summer. Um, otherwise, I think people might be disappointed. So, I liked the um, burrito quite a bit. I thought it was very tasty. I thought the flavors, the greasiness of the ground beef, and then that volcano sauce, it all kind of became a little perfect uh, symphony in my mouth. But <laughs> the taco, I could take or leave. I just yeah. feel like it was 50% lettuce and cheese. And then, the, you know, like the tacos at Taco Bell are. It's like there's a channel of beef at the bottom, <laughs> which is where they put the lava sauce too. And then yeah. it's like a tower of let you know, just right. lettuce piled on top. And I felt like... It wasn't. It was not very different from the normal taco experience, no. except a little spicy. And the shells just red. The shells right? seem to be just red. That's I a red bun whopper. Notice move. any flavor? <laughs> Is this the new thing? Just make it red. I make guess. it red. They won't know the difference. Make it red. Get um, that red dye in there. So the taco didn't. It wasn't like I don't know. I would. I would never. I, we were talking about this too. I probably wouldn't order a hard shell taco at Taco Bell to begin with. I'm more no. of a burrito guy, probably okay. to begin with. So maybe I was biased, but. I feel like the burrito is pretty good. Yeah. I would order it again. Yeah. I don't go to Taco Bell, but if I did, and the volcano mango so here, was there. Here's what I, I liked about the burrito. I'm not a beans guy, and there's no beans on this. So I liked having the rice in there. Oh. And I agree. I, you're not a beans guy. Not a beans guy. Um, okay. So, I won't challenge you on that, but, right. but I could. I, I feel like I equally liked each of these items here, and I think the combo they have set up, I think that's probably just enough. The, the burrito they give yeah. you and that taco... My palate reached capacity. Oh, because you're saying the combo meal you can get comes with one the, taco, one burrito, and, and a, a drink. And a and Baja a, Blast. If you want it. You can get any drink you want. <laughs> I went Baja. But I think, uh, I don't know if I could eat even like another, if they would say it was with two lava tacos. I don't, I feel like that's too much. The, 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 the cheese, the lava sauce, I think I would be overwhelmed at that point. Where if it was... A normal Taco Bell taco, you could you could down. You can add them. a couple, three, four. Yeah, you know, yeah. you could just keep going. Give but me a volcano it. burrito and twelve. <laughs> got in a party pack whole, of tacos. Whole party box. Yeah, Doritos Locos tacos. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the just the lava sauce on its own? Because we had some chips and the little dipping sauce. Yeah. Is that special? I mean, I feel like I'm there partly their target audience like i feel like this is all fun i like the idea of lava sauce volcano summer yeah it makes it's fun i think it's fun so in my i even if it didn't even taste that good mentally i feel like i i liked it better than it probably is so so you were already on board before you tried it given like trying oh, it didn't get you off board right do you want regular nacho cheese or lava sauce i'm just the name alone <laughs> you're like ooh, lava sauce. yeah i'll take lava sauce <laughs> sure, sure 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 so i but i agree with you i don't i don't necessarily think it was anything that special to it yeah, I think it was. I I liked it. Um, it is like a spiciness level. It was not uh, scary spicy. I did notice while I was no. eating both the burrito and the taco that I didn't even register any spiciness at all. Like until you kind of stop eating, it's one of those kinds of heats where it's like, oh, I, I taste a little tang in there, but it's not really spicy. Then you stop eating, you're like, ooh, there's the there's the heat wave. There's yeah. like the rolling heat. So it's that, but right. it wasn't I, probably on the level of like the fire sauce or right. the you know, not the hottest of the hot things you've yeah. ever eaten. So, though it's called lava, like it's obviously being marketed, right? Volcano yeah. lava, like this is gonna, this is gonna destroy your. Right. Yeah, your it's tongue, not that right? bad, but it's not. No, it's it's a no. pleasant spiciness. I think for yeah. 
for people. Unless you don't like spicy food at all, then it might be too spicy yeah. for you. But if you like spicy food, it's pretty tame, I think. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I'd, I'd, Taco get, Bell. I'd get that combo again if it lasts as that long, I guess. Like maybe between now and the end of the summer if it's still around. Yeah. And I'm thinking I'm you know, I need a fast food meal quick. It, it might be in the conversation. Now did it say on the sign outside, did you notice? Did it say the volcano menu is back? Um, I didn't see that. I feel like I, I don't know if I saw this or it's in my brain or it was like looking online at different things about it. Just like limited time only, limited edition, yeah. something like that. They want they want to make you feel like you the need to get it. You right. need to get it right now. I, w- I, w- I was a little nervous pulling it would up. would be gone already or not there yet. Or just we ran out of the red shells <laughs> just because we had such a hard, we had such a sure. disappointing red yeah. bun waffer experience. Yeah. So... Yeah. And we weren't that far off the, you know, target date, right. I feel like, for the Whopper. So yeah. it, it, I'm glad we caught it. Now, did you talk to the woman that you talked to before when you, because uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were sitting here and you called, this is right. off, of the, off the air, you called <laughs> Taco Bell on the phone, which right. to my knowledge, no one has ever done before in the history <laughs> of humanity. You called and Taco Bell. And I got Bell, a person. You called Taco Bell on the phone. You got a person. She was very nice. She and you was asked very her, nice. You asked her, like, you got that volcano menu? <laughs> and... And she was like, "No, not yet. It's it's coming soon." And yeah. you said, "Do you know when?" She's like, oh, "I don't know." And, uh, yeah. and she was nice, but did you uh, did you I feel like find she... her? And you say like, "Hey, I'm back." No, I called you. A couple <laughs> I'm weeks back. Ago. Do you remember me? It's back. I'm back. The only time the phone ever rang. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't think it was the same person, <laughs> oh, but I don't know. I was hopeful. You um, here's what I'll say though: she probably could have known because when I looked, I did see that it. Uh, like back whenever they announced it, it said coming July or excuse me, June 29th. Oh, so there was a date. There was a date. I didn't catch it first time around. So, okay. So we could have known all this in advance. There was really no suspense. The Taco Bell worker probably should have known, (laughs) but maybe no one cares about this volcano menu, but it feels like there is, there's an outcry for it. And Taco Bell routinely, maybe this is true for all fast food places. Like they have a good item for some reason, they take it away and I don't know if that's like mentally to keep the public craving it. You know, like if you just if it's just gonna be there forever, yeah, then why get it now? Right. You know right. limited but time. Limited time, it's gonna go, it's gonna be back. Right. It makes you come back to Taco Bell. Maybe you haven't been to Taco Bell like you were saying in this a year like, or in, a, in weeks. Well they brought this back and this was like since twenty sixteen or something. So sure. That's a stretch. Different world back then, it's yeah. yeah. It's a different volcano world. They bring back the volcano. Yeah, it, I think it's probably both. Probably It's probably cost-related. Like It costs us more money right. to add items to the menu, right? Because that's more right. inventory you have to have for more things. Yeah. So it, it costs it costs more, but then there's probably also the value added of the marketing blitz. Right. So, well, yeah, I, mean, I assume it's the same for like the McRib, these other things that come and go all the time. Like It's, a, it's a cost balance thing on right. top of being a... Marketing well, McRib always back. shows up once a year, right? I don't know. Okay. Is it that regular? Based it on, feels like it yeah. just comes and goes, but I guess I haven't been marking my calendar and, okay. and watching the trend lines. I feel like it once a year it shows up. I, I don't, I've had it, but I'm not a huge fan of the McRib. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's a little gross to me. Yeah, it tastes like a sloppy joe, except there's more <laughs> questions to be asked. <laughs> there's a lot more questions to be asked. <laughs> but it's a similar experience. It's very similar. Um, so... Appropriately, then we we sought out Joe versus the volcano. Oh, this so is a glad we did. 1990 movie, correct? Um, a perfect pairing with the volcano menu, right? It's, it's it's got volcano in the title. It's got volcano in the title. It's unavoidable. I guess we could have chosen volcano, 
the movie from the 90s, that big action Tommy Lee movie. Jones. I think it was the first rated R movie I ever saw, Volcano. Oh. Because a, a babysitter came over and was watching us, and he was like some teenage dude and yeah. he was like you guys want to watch a movie and we were like yeah and he's like i brought volcano <laughs> like, oh my god we were like way too young to wow. watch a rated r movie but he just he's like that's, that's what a, he brought that's a to solid watch. question first rated r movie you've ever seen yeah and was, i don't i don't have one in my sure rolodex volcano. i mean maybe i caught glimpses of other things but i, I remember yeah. watching volcano yeah and i don't remember why it was rated r i don't yeah. i don't remember the movie that well i know it's like in in the city and a volcano is like erupting yeah i can't imagine city. that seems like you would lose some of your audience if volcanoes rated r I don't remember anything about it. Right. I didn't even remember that Tommy Lee Jones was in it. Right. Are there any other movies with volcanoes? We could have done that little... There's a documentary, Fire of Love. Oh, just last year, yeah. right? Did it win? No. Yes. Dang. No, No. the Navalny. Yeah, yeah, one. yeah. It did not um, win. It is good, though. I did see I it. I think you picked it, though. I think you picked... No, no, you picked Navalny. Yeah, I did. I remember you talking about... We up. don't really want to bring up our Oscar yeah, picks anymore. That so. That's we in the Uncle Buck. That short film that plays before Moana about the volcano. Oh, yeah. We could have done been, that one. would have been good. It would have been short. <laughs> would have been less time. Are there any other movies with volcanoes in well, them? I'm sure. There must be. Right, yeah. Um, but none, none this more... This one really... None you, more... Well, you... Well, honestly, we probably didn't think this was going to happen. No. And so you quickly said hey if it comes back we'll yeah. pair it. That i thought just, it was funny that's a, it was funny yeah but i'm um, glad it worked out and i've never seen joe versus the volcano oh man this is my first experience with it okay so you're coming into it having never seen it i've seen it many many times okay. but not probably in the last 10 years okay where i sat down and watched it or and more so let's place people this is 1990 yep this is tom hanks now he's been this must have been near the beginning of the film career for time. He probably did was Splash before. This. I think he. I think Splash was before this, and um, like Dragnet, The Money Pit, Man with One Red Shoe. Okay, so and he's, he, he's I think been doing just things. after this was going to be like Turner and Hooch. So this is right around. He hasn't become the America's burbs. favorite leading man yet. No, but he's on the path. He's about to, and I'd have to check. Because that probably doesn't Big happen. Big probably came out just before or just after this. Okay. Which landed him his first Oscar nom. Uh, oh, not I a win. That. For best actor, but. And these are all kind of comedic roles, too, at this point. Roman- Sleepless in Seattle is going to be soon after this in a couple years. And I think. Right. But not till. Because we talked Forrest <clears throat> Gump a little while back, and that was probably the, a, a career turning point. I think one year or earlier. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Philadelphia. Prior to Forrest Gump. Okay. Those two, I mean, when you win, you're winning back-to-back right. best actors, I guess right. that puts you in a different category. That You're now right. hanging out with Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> That's you know, right. DDL, I call him. DDL. And, uh, yeah, and then he went on. It felt like more of these okay. dr- dramatic performances. Also in the movie, Meg Ryan. Love Meg Ryan. Now, is this the beginning of the Tom Hanks-Meg Ryan uh, right. pairing? Which isn't... When I thought about it, I'm like, oh, they must have been in a bazillion movies That's together. what I think it's in like my head, three. too. Oh, really? I it's think of it as a timeless one. pairing, but maybe it's well, just because Sleepless in Seattle is so Sleepless in Seattle, successful. which is funny because they're only in it to actually together at the very end. The whole movie, oh, they're yeah. separate. Right. Um, and then You've Got Mail. That was kind of like, right. let's get them back together. So those are very popular movies. Though. Right. But I will say... Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, they completely different trajectories in terms of, like Meg Ryan didn't go on to win Best well, sure. Actress, and I, you know, after maybe a couple movies, like after Sleepless in Seattle, um, I think her big moment in terms of being an act, 
actress and like getting critical praise was when Harry met Sally. Right. And that's um, with uh, Billy, uh, Billy Crystal. Crystal. Yep. But such is the way with um, <clears throat> leading women, especially in that time, though, right? Like, right. That's kind of normal for, yeah. unfortunately, that's how Hollywood functioned yep. was like, well, you're young and you're, you look yeah. the part for the, the you know, you've yeah. got to be like 10 years younger than the man. And, yeah, then you, probably. and then you get your three or four movies and yeah. then they move on to the next 20 year old. Yeah, she had some others. Woman. So she did have the small part in uh, Top Gun. She's Goose's oh, that's wife. Right. That's right. Now in Maverick, they did not bring her back into that movie, and I don't know if that was because they didn't want to, or she didn't want to, or they didn't think it was needed. Isn't she in a flashback, or a, or is she um, not shown at all? I don't think the Meg Ryan we know today <laughs> <laughs> appeared on screen, and I say that. No, but I, I mean, think, isn't there's a clip from the first Top Gun? Does it show her? Yeah, it might, or okay. a picture. Of her, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's in your mind. So, but I, she was like, you know, when you're growing up, um, so I mean, the 90s, so I'm super young, but you're yeah. like, she was kind of like the it girl a sure. little bit, you know, and fun, funny. And she was in some, I think, like other romantic like comedies, but uh, I was like, oh, Meg Ryan, love Meg Ryan. So the situation in Joe versus the volcano is, yeah, Joe, played by Tom Hanks. Correct. Joseph Banks. Not to be confused with Joseph A. Banks, the uh, suit retailer in like the I, men's clothing store. No, I didn't I didn't know that. Um that's a change. What, what's funny is he uh Joseph Banks. Isn't Tom Hanks later in the movie Saving Mr. Banks? Saving Private Banks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that or uh, something that, that Disney, Disney movie. Now yeah. he's not I Banks in that one. Sorry. We're getting a little in the sorry, sorry, sorry. We're getting this is murky waters. Okay. So Tom Hanks plays Joe Banks, who is a nondescript, uh, like office worker. Um, he works. He has a sad, um, white collar life. That's an understatement. This is well, the we'll worst get, working we'll get, environment. We'll get into how the movie introduces his, <laughs> his setup, but as a basic plot point, he hates his job and yep. he leads a very humdrum, dreary life. Former and fireman, and he's a former fireman now. Now a very um, bored, jaded office worker, and then he has a doctor's appointment because he's a hypochondriac. It turns out he goes to the doctor all the time. He's always afraid that he's sick and wonders what's ailing him, and he looks right. kind of pale and ill too. Yeah, talks to the doctor. The doctor's <laughs> like, "Well, everything is fine except you have a brain cloud." Rare, very a rare, a very rare condition, a brain like cloud. And every time yeah. Hanks refers to it, well, at least at the beginning of the movie, I wish yeah. he did it more toward the end. He refers to the brain cloud. He wipes yeah. his, almost like he's passing like his hand over his head from back to front. He goes brain cloud, and brain he cloud. and he kind of checks, like wrapping his, his mind around it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, and so when he gets this diagnosis, he's like brain cloud. What does that mean? How long do I have? And the doctor's like, oh, six months or so. You'll have five perfectly healthy months, and then you'll just you'll just drop dead basically yeah and so he just accepts it. um it's it's a revelation for uh joe and he goes back to work and he's like i can't do this anymore he quits kind of gives him permission to do what he wants and then uh so he quits his job he's gonna you know he's really gonna got a new lease on life for these last five months he's right. not gonna be pushed around by anybody more he's gonna he's gonna right. but he also doesn't have much no and he realizes that and yeah. then he sort of gets visited by this mysterious kind of fairy godmother of right. a businessman knocks on his door and says, hey, uh, Joe Banks, I heard you were going to die in six months uh, from this rare disease. Right. 
I have a I have a proposition for you. I'm I have a lucrative business deal I want to make with this tiny South Pacific island nation. They have this mineral on their island that I need for my uh um whatever, super wealthy guy. Right, for the the Wapuni business. Am I saying that right? <laughs> he's he says all kinds of kooky names to describe <laughs> the situation. Uh, for superconductors, that's the word I was Oh, yeah, superconductor. You know what that is? To no. make a superconductor. <laughs> but he says the only way he can get the, these island people to agree to sell him the mineral or give him the mineral rights is, and he tells this long story, but the end, the end of it is they need someone to throw themselves into the volcano to appease their, like, once-a-century ritual. Uh, that's really the only thing they want in exchange for uh, the, this mineral right. that the guy needs. And he's like, hey, Joe, you're going to die anyway. Why not go out with a bang? Right. I'll give you all the money in the world yep. between now and then. You can, have the some mo- stuff. you can have the best life possible as long as you <laughs> agree at the half. end of it all to jump into this volcano. I win. You win. Uh, what do right. you say? And he's like, yeah, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the okay. movie. Is that's like the first the 10, 15 minutes. That's what the situation that gets the whole thing going. That's how that's, it's getting its title. So it's like Joe, you know, he's gonna live, try to live as luxuriously as possible, right, whatever yeah. that looks like. And he's confronted with this idea that he's at the right. end of it all, he's gonna throw himself in a volcano right. for some businessman. And man. the uh, the other part of the package is why he's targeted. Besides, only six months is he has no family. You know, he doesn't have a wife. He doesn't have kids. He's he isn't really nothing going for him. <laughs> right. It's so depressing. So that's the premise. Um, I, I guess I want to start with the beginning and get into like things that are things I like because I sure. really do like the beginning. I kind of get the feeling you like all, the whole movie. I like, but I especially like the beginning. The beginning for sure is probably the best part. So can you describe how, how we meet how we meet Joe at the beginning? Like, yeah, it's um, how does it pull us in? So like, <laughs> how does it pull us in? Well, Dave mentioned he uh, has an awful job working at this factory, and I didn't jot down the name of the factory, and I was asking Dave about it, but what are they, what are, what's the thing you jotted down? They make like... Yeah, there's all these signs and signing about like... Home, medical... Like, like home of the rectal probe or something, <laughs> right. like the makers of the rectal so, probe. Right, yeah. So it's like... Most patrol... <laughs> I don't know what else they have. I guess they're just trying to underline how unfulfilling right. this work is and how because it's like all these people are here to work this drudgery only to produce a thing that is just synonymous right. with discomfort right. and well there's like the prototype of the like <laughs> testicle lamp <laughs> that's where it kind of i was like what is right. this place so it's kind of cartoony right yeah it is in it's, in it's right how bleak it looks yeah. and what it's so doing. joe is one of many people marching into this factory which has like no windows and like literally marching in like in, yep in a big and it's muddy out it's it's gloomy everything's contributing to this awful day uh which feels like this is every day uh, of right. going into work for Joe, and this he's been at this place for like four years now, and it's playing like this blues chain game oh, yeah. song yep. about the company store and giving it all to the man, and it's it really right. sets the tone that like yeah. this is just drudgery. This and he is walks the in, right. and it from you know just goes to hang his hat up, and the hook falls off, and then it, <laughs> it, it it's it's really hilarious. I feel, and I have we'll get in we're kind of. We both said we love the beginnings. So we're sort of getting into our pros, but I feel like Hanks in and of himself gives a great performance. I think he's a great comedic actor. For sure. 
And I think even more so than, and he's a great at drama too, but I feel like that often gets overshadowed. The comedic genius, I think he is like, right. When I see him on SNL or just any of these things, like I think he's his timing and reactions are great. I'm even yeah. thinking well, of that's like his roots, right? Like, like right, bosom, bosom buddies, buddies and, yeah, right, right. And so he is standing, like he goes to get a cup of coffee, and it's just disgusting. And and the lights keep flickering, and he does that thing with his eyes, like he, it's so poorly lit. And the best best part of that opening scene is his boss on the phone oh screaming those two lines over and over. Yeah. Did you jot them down? I jotted them down. Well, the one he keeps saying a lot. I know he can get the job. I, he can I, do the job. Right. He says that six or seven times. More and more. It's like, I know he can get the job. And he says a couple other lines that are just repeated, but that's the one he keeps saying. He can do the job. Right. And so it's like he's. It's like Joe stepping into the office, and then the background noise is already churning, and it's his boss on the phone just having this an argument with somebody, apparently. Right. And it's, but it's the most repetitive, right. circular conversation. So it's like everything about this workplace is is mundane right. monotone and it's just right. grating every part right. of it just the rep- repeating words and the flickering lights right the only thing the only inside. bright spot is and this is the also the introduction of one of three characters meg ryan plays yeah it's worth clarifying and that she's early. the so she plays three different people and the right. first one is the secretary dd um, at the uh, office and you can tell joe has a thing for her um and they have a little, their looks, they exchange. And she's just, even though this, she's probably just as, when if she would probably asked on the spot, hates her job too. She's one of those, like, she's just making the best of everything, kind of a spirit about her, typing away on the typewriter there. She's the only thing there that's not, like, actively sad. Correct. <laughs> right. That's a great way to describe right. it. Uh, and that and Joe, this is the first, uh, you know, nod to Joe possibly would like to do something else he takes out the the hawaiian lamp right you know which is right. just beginning to let us know of i think there's even like a volcano motif on I the lamp so. on the lampshade um yeah. and you can see that's if anything this is what joe if he has anything to look forward to it's probably saying hi to her and putting his lamp out right turning off these annoying fluorescent <laughs> lights and putting his own little right. like hawaiian lamp on but his then desk quickly his boss yells at right. him about you know not ordering enough catalogs, even though he reminded him. He right. goes, I reminded you three weeks ago. I reminded you two weeks ago. He goes, did you remind me last week? He's like, no. Yeah, He's it's like, one of these absurd, it's sort of like, it's almost exactly like actually the movie Office Space. Yeah. Like in the feeling it creates about what work, what like white yeah. collar work is like, just like a boss coming up to your cubicle and demanding something unreasonable. Like what are you even doing at but, this job? But treating it like, you know, it's all your like, you know, just being treated kind of inhumanely by a boss, right? right? It's that exact kind of feeling. And so, right, it's this insane conversation where he's like, you know, I want to promote you to assistant manager, Joe, but if you keep misbehaving like this or like he, he tells him, like, I need you to be a flexible frame. Like it's like a, a contradiction in and of itself. Like, right. I want you to be a flexible frame. You've right. got to be flexible. And he's like, I he's like, I don't feel inflexible. Right. <laughs> and then they keep right. going back and forth. But the other the, um so this is this is that whole beginning and it's just establishing the sadness of his job. Yeah. Right. This is and then he has a doctor's appointment and it sounds like he has many. This is before we get Dave right. already explained where the right. doctor's gonna tell me as the brain cloud. But one of the things I feel like that I really do like about this movie, especially in going back to this, because in many ways, it's like this kind of like a throwaway 
comedy, jokey kind of comedy, but I feel like they have a a couple of these moments where they're asking like these questions that we're all asking. Um, and even at, right at the beginning, Joe's like his shoes falling apart and Dee Dee right, asks right. him, like, what's wrong with your shoe? He's like, losing its soul. I'm, you know, I think he says, I'm losing my soul. I'm losing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's right so, down the middle. Like, but it's so, it's yeah. so true. And I think that's where it invites its audience of, you know, I think many people, even if you go into whatever job you have, most of the days feel like it's this because everyone wants a vacation. You want a day off. You want right, to go to Hawaii. Right. You want to go do what? You want to go to New Mexico. You right. want to go. You want to get away. But um, and so this just screams like, oh, my gosh, he, he so badly wants to get out of this and and is kind of stuck or he feels right. he's stuck. Right, and, because um, this is what he's decided to do, and that's part of his revelation when he gets this diagnosis right. and realizes he can't spend the, his last months working in right. this place anymore. He realizes that he's given up so much that he's been paid off, basically, to like hate, right. to just hate his. He's like, I accept three. He does his whole speech like, I accept three hundred dollars a week for this. Like, right, this is yeah. what I've I've traded my life for three hundred dollars a week. Right, yeah. And it's he gives this kind of I'm quitting monologue to his boss, yeah. uh, kind of shouting at yeah. him and. It's right. All that stuff comes out that like, right. Like I, I want to do this or I want to have it. I, you know, right. all these aspirations that I'm just not allowed to have here. Right. But I agree. The beginning to me is the best part of the movie. I think it's and really up through that part. We just finished talking like and up like Lloyd Bridges then arrives. He plays the yeah. businessman who has this interesting proposition. I, that scene is very fun, too. Yep. And I, for me, that chunk of it there through the proposition is the best part of the movie. I think the kookiness of the movie comes through that word down. a lot Kooky. stronger. Uh, it's it's really, as we said about like the I'm losing my soul line, like it's really heavy handed, but you can tell it's in like a winking and playful way. It's not like, oh, this is just really badly written or no. really simple. It's like this is really on the nose and cartoonish and like a fairy tale because like everyone's marching in marching into this office this like factory they got like long gray coats and gray hats and gray ties and it's just like it's depicted to be like a cartoon factory where everybody hates the oh job. right yeah and they're all stomping in yeah you can and see like, daffy duck marching and there's a lone him. flower and like a high-heeled shoe yeah, stomps it yeah, down they it. got these signs about all the rectal probes <laughs> they're making and someone's the music job out there is playing really thick so i'm one scene um, i would say the best part is all of that and i would take it as far as through and i love the uh when he meets the limo driver I love the limo driver. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty solid scene too. And then when they're that's just a good relationship. He gets these credit cards to use, you know, and he rents a limo for a day and, and so that come with a driver and the guy's driving him around and he wants to take him to get close and the guy's like park stops the car, he's like, Well, I'm not gonna tell you what to do with your life. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I didn't that's ask you scene. that. I just asked you what clothes. And he's like, Well, I think clothes is a big indication. Mm -hmm. Of yeah, who you are, he goes. Man, right. Taking my whole life to figure out who I am. I'm not, <laughs> not going to figure out your. That, uh, to me, that's brilliant. That's a good brilliant line. writing. Right, right. So I, I agree that 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 seems really good. The movie kind of uh, we can get into this in a bit, but the movie kind of drops off for me after that point, basically. Okay. Um, but I I liked um, Lloyd Bridges. I want to pause on that real quick. Sure. And even a little bit before that, like right before the Lloyd Bridges scene. 
Well, he takes Dee Dee. He takes Dee Dee out to dinner. Oh yeah, he d- he finally asks her out. But yeah. before that, even there's a cool shot when he's leaving the doctor's office right after he's got the diagnosis, and he walks. It's a really long shot. Like he comes out the door, the camera zoomed on the door, and it just slowly pulls back as he comes out the door. He's just standing in front of this big. Red, I agree. Red I remember building. that shot too. And this woman comes by, walking her Great Dane, and he just and the camera's really far away at this point. But he like he seemed like grab the Great Dane and start petting it, and then he hugs the dog, and then he hugs the old woman. Like rather than having him give some speech about how this is changing his behavior or his outlook on life. We get like a good like 90 second shot that does all the work for us, right? Yep. We've seen him be sad and boring, jaded office guy. And then you see him just, music is playing and he's just walking out and hugging strangers. Like you can tell like this right. diagnosis has immediately changed how he's deciding right. to act and behave in the world. He's just like gonna take every every opportunity to express himself and it kind of pulls out so far that you see his car parked there and he just gets in the car and drives away but it's all one long slow tracking thing it's the kind of shot you would see in like a wes anderson movie though i think wes anderson would do it faster he would the camera would pull out really oh yeah maybe yeah show everyone moving in miniature in the background but it's like a very slow dolly thing pulled back probably a crane shot pulled back it's very cool. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. And then Dee Dee, they got to eat with Dee Dee. And I kept thinking, it took me a while, and this may sound weird, but I had never seen the movie before. Okay. I didn't recognize Meg Ryan for, oh. for a few scenes. I was like, is that is that Meg Ryan? Like, Great I knew actress. she was in the movie. Yeah. But just, she plays these three women, as you've already said. She plays three different characters in the movie. Yeah. And they're all like, very distinct. Kind of potential love interests for Joe, mm-hmm. um, and some more than others. Right. But, but they're they're made to look very different. Like Dee Dee has dark hair and she has kind of a very meek yep. uh, presence. And then the second Angelica, she's she's very like, yeah, she's very yeah. comes on very strong and is clearly like very anxious and has you know things. Yeah, she's she has some great lines and, and tough. And then the third Meg Ryan we meet, Patricia, is like. And uh, to me, anyway, looks more like the Meg. Looks more like Meg Ryan. She's like it's not somebody in a costume. Now it's like Meg Ryan playing. Meg Ryan. Meg her, her uh, what you would expect her to play in an. Correct. You would have recognized her, but then. I didn't even recognize the first. I was like, but no. but to credit to her, partly because she was so much younger than I feel like I was used to seeing her. Right. But then also, I'm like, man, you. They made you look like a different person, and her behavior was very. Yeah. It's very specific. And I'm like, I didn't even, like, you're being so meek and so kind of sheepish. Right. And so I'm like, I didn't even recognize you. Yeah. That was cool. I was like, oh, I like that. Yeah. The second one, Angelica, later on, I didn't like so much, but I think she was intentionally supposed to come on very strong and be kind of annoying. I don't, yeah, I do not think you're supposed to warm abrasive, up. Abrasive, very yeah. abrasive. And it's like, ooh, I, yeah. yeah. And this is, well, here on that, so this is, too. we're date, and I'll, flip it back over to you when he you put the brakes on this is where i continue to like the movie because i okay. i like the second meg ryan <laughs> yeah, I, um, I did not like the, the redhead well and as we mentioned you're not really supposed to right, like right 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 and she is in this weird place so she uh, this is the she plays the second meg ryan is the daughter of the rich dad yeah of lloyd bridges right of the business she's working for her dad who she's getting every she has everything she always wanted maybe she has have to she does her dad's bidding, and no one ever knows where he's he is. And she's basically chauffeuring right. Joe around right. on his way right. to the island. But here's here's I think this is a brilliant moment and a and a brilliant line is when Joe's explaining something to her what he does, and she says, "I have no response to that." <laughs> <laughs> like she's saying when you're like, "I have no way to respond to that." I don't. Right, she right. does it twice, but I'm like, 
That's so good. There's so many moments in life when someone says something. Right. That, that is the truth. I, ha- <laughs> I follow up with some something stupid, but yeah, in my right, mind, right. I'm like, like, oh, that's interesting. Right. I have no response to that. <laughs> <I have> no <laughs> response. <laughs> Just that someone says it. Yeah, that's funny. I was like, that's, I think, genius. And so, um, and then I would then, well, it, the, the movie only really goes down for me is, you mentioned the word kooky, and, and for me, it gets, by the time we get to the island, it's it's a bit kooky for me, but... um. Yeah, because well, maybe we'll get to well, the. We gotta island. get to our third yeah, Meg we'll get Ryan. To the island. Yeah, we we'll get to the third Meg Ryan. So, a quick note on Lloyd Bridges. Oh yeah, yeah, Love he's Lloyd great, Bridges. great character. It's quite a scene, and he's really just in this one scene of the movie. Yeah, and it's but it's quite a scene. He shows up almost like Mary Poppins. He's like knocking on the door, like Smashes I'm I'm wall. here to solve all your problems, you know. And right. it seems bizarre and magical that he's there and he gives this big speech, but he's describing this island nation that <laughs> Joe needs to go to. And he's saying like, oh, they the they got this big volcano on the island. And he says the name of the island. It sounds just like gibberish. Yeah. And he's like, the name means little island with a big volcano. Right. <laughs> well, poopy whoa or something. Right, right. And he said they call the volcano the Big Woo. Yeah, the Big Woo. <laughs> and he says all this like totally sincerely. Yeah, but it's all silly. Orange and soda. You end up landing at that silliness later when Joe finally does make it to the island. You keep the, all the silliness. And it right. is, it's very silly and feels very silly. And Abe Vigoda, for some reason, is the, the <laughs> tribe leader. And it's just it's it's super yeah. silly. But I liked at first when I saw Lloyd Bridges appear. I'm like, this is too weird. But then as he really he really got into that speech and the proposition to explain, I'm like, okay, this is funny. Like Yeah, I, I get, it is funny. I get the silliness now. Right. Um it in the wordplay and just trying to make it seem wacky. And he was right. a good person to do that. And then after that, so I guess what I like about the movie up to that point is it's very uh in your face with its silliness. Everything is kind of heightened. Everything is kind of on the nose, and it's sort of like, like I've been saying, this cartoon feeling, uh, almost like a fable, like a magical right. well, story. Well, it starts, starts that out once upon a time. Yeah, it does, it does a whole text on the screen thing. But then after that, I feel like the middle section of the movie, before we get to the third Meg Ryan, that whole middle section is just a big slump in the movie. It's oh. just like, this is like, it could be in any romantic comedy. It's like oh. a shopping montage. It's like, yeah. let me meet the love interest and this girl and that girl. And let me, and I feel like it lost all, and at the end, some of those magical qualities come back. Right. And it gets kind of silly and over the top again. And it, it gets back to that tone that it was at the beginning, perhaps. But to yeah. me, the whole middle section, I was like, I was I was I was bored. I'm like pay, the pacing of the story because Lloyd Bridges tells him, he's like, here's what you're going to do. Here's the next right. several weeks of your life. You're, I'm going to give you these cards. You can go on, you can buy whatever you want, buy whatever right. clothes you want. You'll fly to L.A. First class, of course. You know, you'll live all this life. You right. take my yacht. You'll go to the island. Right. Um, and he tells him what he's going to do. And then the next like 45 minutes of the movie is him doing all those things in that exact order. <laughs> it's like Lloyd Bridges tells you the next, right. you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And he does it and without interruption, all basically. Right. And so it's like, usually plot wise, a movie, you know, care, everything doesn't go as planned. Right? right. And everything kind of goes as planned until well, the I end. Think it, it does. And it's, but know, the it's first like, this is what you're going to do. But the but I feel like it comes with like these hiccups. Like the first one is, yeah. hey, you can go buy any clothes you want. Well, what do you do if you don't know where to go and what to buy? Well, sure, that's and so I do love the limo driver. 
The second Meg Ryan, or and then with, well, let me back up. With the limo driver, I like this moment of like, you're in the best hotel, you have all this money, right? and he's having dinner alone. So you're like, sure. Oh, that's another reminder of like, you just, this was supposed to be the best ever. And suddenly, I don't know if he's like living his best life all of a sudden. Sure. But he does have that great, conver- again, another moment with the limo driver. He's like, there's some doors you have to go through alone. Like he's sort right. of he like, says, you're going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's, he's like, maybe this is just this moment. Um, and it looks like the, um, what's the, what's the middle Meg Ryan's name? Angelica. Angelica. You know, she, she is in some, in some ways seems like she's more unhappy than Hanks was. Sure. And he's you know, bringing her spirits up, right? Yeah, or to some to. degree, right? And she feels like, or she's bringing them down. You, you know, was there a connection there? But it's not. The first part is so great. It's certainly not as good as that. And I will say, it it, it kind of hits a like a little more serious with that Meg Ryan character. Although I have enough bright spots or lines <laughs> with that. But then we're then, and maybe this is a good time to throw it to the third Meg Ryan. Yeah. So they're gonna get on the boat. Who is the last leg of the trip? Angelica's sister or yeah. half sister. Half sister Patricia works for the dad again, maybe begrudgingly. Seems seems to be in on the whole plan. We're gonna get Joe for the to most island. part. He's gonna she, jump in the volcano. Right. She understands what we're doing here. Right. right. To some degree, does she right. know he's jumping in? Uh, I think she knows she's supposed to take maybe. him to the island. Yeah. Because I think she's a little shocked. Sure, but their relationship changes by the time it actually. So maybe she right. knew about it, but she, she didn't was really already a scare. You know, maybe so this is yet another person her dad hired, and Angelica gets to the guy first, or because sure. that's the first question she asked: "Did you sleep with my sister?" And he's like, no. <laughs> right, right. It's like then she kind of unloads on him, uh, <laughs> and then there's some. They're on the boat, and of course, um, the, you know, they're on their way to the island, and then the the big storm hits, right. So I and I like you know and one of the things when Hanks is out buying stuff which he needed to do is because he has yes. to get the luggage, which right. become this is the luggage I would get if I were you. Well, let me. This I'll is I wrote this them. down in real time when Ooh. he's doing. This is part of why I didn't like the shopping spree because oh, okay. he goes to the first place to get clothes. He's with the limo driver. Right. He's like, I want an Armani tux, which yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you buy a black and white tux? Like, even if you're a wealthy person, you don't walk around wearing. But he doesn't know that. Dress a, a, a tux. You may wear a nice Just suit. That but safari a hat he bought. Yeah, like the bow tie and everything. Yeah, that's true. So he buys the tux, and then he goes to the suitcase, the luggage shop, and the yeah. guy's like, "Luggage is my life." I'll yeah. Tell you whatever, whatever. And it's like, okay. And then he's like, "I have just the thing," and he gives him this giant steamer trunk. It's like as big as right. a, like a like a small car. Right. And he's like, "I'll take four of them." Yeah. Um. And so in that moment, while that is happening, I wrote my notes. I'm like, this is really boring. I bet all of these things, they're laying it on so thick. I'm like, I bet all of these things come back later. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It turns out they do. The trunks, the steam trunks end up being, it turns out, oh, it's a good thing you had these four giant hollow objects that float really well and can be strapped together. Water resistant. And and someone said earlier they were water resistant (laughs) because you end up using them as a life raft yeah. after the big storm. And it's like, oh, you happen to have that big tux, you know. Yeah, that's we true. have kind of a wedding scene at the oh, end. Oh, right, yeah, that's true. It turns out you're wearing it. So it was just like, it felt to me like, oh, this, I could feel the plot structuring happening in real time. And it wasn't as, we talked about like Babe Pig in the City a couple of weeks, and I, I noted how much I liked the foreshadowing there, like you had right. some small little touches earlier in the movie that kind of symbolically set up things that paid off later, but it wasn't so on the nose 
as like, you know, let me drop in this weighty plot object early on that's so conspicuous that your attention is drawn to it so right. that it can show up later and be the key object that I needed to save. True. I don't know. Now, the whole movie is playing in this kind of very blunt, very heavy-handed right, yeah. way, so maybe that's fine. Because I don't, yeah, I, I don't know bored. how you, right, get around. Yeah, I guess you, you probably could have done it in a little less, you know, maybe he just, show, like, he's getting it, but... You know. Like, why did he get four steam trunks? That's right. the thing. I it's think like, they're capitalizing. He got four because it's big enough to have two people walk around and right. lay on later as a set piece. But it, in reality, he didn't have four trunks worth of stuff. No, but I think so this is, they're capitalizing on his, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. Right. Sure, I'll me, take four. Right, sure. I, I have all the money. In, what, who <laughs> yeah, cares? I, Give I me guess. eight. Give me 20. I, I guess. You know, I think that that's where I let go yeah. of like, he's kind of a, a doof. Right. I mean, and then they put the the safari right. hat. I'm going on this journey. Right. What do you? Right, right. What do people wear? Well, that's exactly what they probably would wear. <laughs> right. The big safari hat. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And maybe Meg Ryan calls too, him out maybe on maybe that. Maybe being too Calls him Felix. Right. And Felix. Right. That suit's wearing you or whatever. <laughs> like right. what? Right. I'm she kind of brings him down to earth a little bit. So right. The storm hits. They're floating on the, yeah. the suitcases. He sees the moon rise, which to me is when it gets like. It gets a little back to the magical, over-the-top quality that the beginning was. And I like right, that yeah. moment. And he says something. He's like, starts talking to God. He's like, God, whose name I don't know. Right, yeah. Like, thank you for my life. Like, he's yeah. so in awe at this moonrise right, on yeah. sea after the shipwreck. Uh, and that's when I liked. I started liking it a little bit better because okay. it was it was getting back to that storybook quality of the beginning True. after this kind of long sequence of just being like almost any other movie, right? Like, and then you get shot to, of water, buying. Yeah, I get that. That's all to say. We then get to the island, and everything is even more wacky and silly. And I don't, I don't know if I'm <laughs> on like board. you want you want kooky. Here you come. <laughs> right, it's like the most stereotypical like South Pacific Islander kind right. of everyone's in grass skirts and they're hooting and hollering and they got the face paint on and they're you know they're primitive in this or right. that way and you know they're all swept up in it now it's obviously the movie knows it's silly because again they've got Abe Vigoda orange <laughs> soda up. right the movie is aware of the silliness and obviously they're playing it a little satirically when you put someone like right. Abe Vigoda at the head of the tribe and he just says things in his very plain spoken way I like when they're leading him up to jump in the volcano finally and um Hanks says something like, is there any ceremony or anything like before you throw me in? And Abe <laughs> goes like, no, you just jump in. Yeah. <laughs> so it builds you up to think right. like, oh, isn't this going to well, be Hanks a isn't like, like he's so like genuine and not like I said, I'd jump in the volcano. I guess I will. It's not like I got to do it, you know. Yeah. Um, he doesn't even think twice about it. And then we get all the speech, right? Because he he they, they go through the ritual cleaning, whatever. They eat dinner, they have the big feast. They lead him up to the volcano. Right. And then he's about to jump in, and this is when like the kind of romantic comedy sure. beats fall in. Yep. And Meg Ryan number three, uh, Patricia. Patricia. Like, she's like, wait, 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 and then she confesses, and there's the speeches, and she's uh, realized maybe she's falling for him. He has a great his comeback line is, "I love you too, but your timing's <laughs> right." I gotta, I gotta kiss, go. Kiss her on the cheek <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. Time. I love that. That was funny, but I guess I didn't. I didn't feel like now. I know there's on the boat on the way there. There's all this like bonding and sharing of personal he stuff. He keeps with her each alive. Other. He rescued her. He keeps her, her alive. Keeps her alive. But it, it also felt. I think because it was three different Meg Ryan's on movie, and in my mind, I'm like, right. we just met this character like half an hour ago, 
and right. now they're confessing that they love each other right. and they and she's giving this big speech about how of course let, like let's get married like don't jump it was just like I don't know. It felt like it, we didn't earn that just yet with their relationship. Right, Even yeah. though I know they had some bonding. He does keep having this, like, I feel like I've seen you before. He says that to, like, almost all of them. Right. So it's like they want you to kind of think that, well, she has been in the movie the whole time because there's been these right. three iterations her, of her. But, but story-wise, she is a brand new character. I remember thinking this about... Um, that Tom Cruise movie, Edge of Tomorrow. Did you Great see this movie? movie? It's oh. like the Groundhog Day movie. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Emily Blunt is the the other lead in the movie, and he just keeps reliving the same battle like yeah. over and over again. He's trying to save her life. Yeah. He's trying to beat beat back the whatever they're fighting. I don't remember. Is it aliens? I don't remember. But anyway, by the he finally relives the day perfectly, such that he has this like romantic moment with Emily Blunt at the end and they like kiss and he's and then, right. but then you have to stop and realize like wait even though I've been watching this movie for two hours he is because of the Groundhog Day nature of this movie he's actually only known her for like half a day right he did it perfect <laughs> so it though. doesn't make sense for them to have this romantic release of a two hour movie as if all these days have passed oh, when yeah. they actually only met in her mind just a few hours previous. Correct. So it's that kind of thing here where it's like, should Meg Ryan number three really be giving this long speech yeah. because she's really hasn't been here that long and they haven't really had that much of a relationship, even though True. the movie watcher might be tricked. Into yeah. And it's hard to decipher like exactly how much time on the raft and there had, I mean like these are these mo- like the, you're going to die moments, you know, like they're on right. this raft. They're going to die. You know, he's in castaway <laughs> mode out there. And, uh, I love the dance he does on the steam trunks. It's a great dance. And I, the ukulele. I was back and, on board with the, yeah, yeah. With the dance. Um, <laughs> right. I think, and especially like with this movie, I th- you can get away, probably this movie even more than you referenced Edge of Tomorrow, of like, of course, they're going to, it's it's a cartoon. They can fall in love whenever they want. You know, like right. it's lovebirds. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's sort of, it felt like it was sort of teeing it up. And you're if you're about to like kill your who you know because he's like i'm gonna jump in this volcano and she's like i want to get married he's like ah she's like you're gonna die you're gonna have to be like faithful for to me for like 30 seconds he's like all right fine (laughs) you know like i i feel like because hanks was sort of like in uh, like han solo mode and like in terms of like you obviously want this more than i do but you know I, i get it um i i was okay with it but i will say the island overall is kooky. I th- I think going back and even watching this now, I almost wonder if it could have made more sense if it was like the millionaire had like staged this or something. Like he was looking for the, you know, like because right. then it would make more sense. Like these island people are actors playing island people. Yeah, you know, and it, I don't know what the reveal would have been. It's like I just wanted to you get this money because I've been looking for someone. You get the inheritance of my company. Right, right, I've been looking right. for the like person. A, the that, Willy Wonka moment. Yeah. I'm looking for someone who <laughs> yeah. actually would jump into this thing. You know, and he could have right. jumped and nothing happened. Right. And then the curtains pulled, right. Wizard of Oz. And so, yeah. but I don't know. So I've, I am, um, but I'll give credit to the, uh, so you we, met, we referenced the director. He's the writer-director, John Patrick Shanley. And, um, he won an Oscar for a movie we both haven't seen called Moonstruck. He won the That's screenplay. Right. 
Um, but then we also mentioned during our taco, Lava Taco bit, he, he adapted the screenplay for Michael Crichton's Congo. So I think he's known mostly as a writer, and his other one of his other big claims to fame is he wrote the Pulitzer Prize-winning play Doubt. Oh, and he adapted what a, what a different story, right? And he adapted Doubt. This is the Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah, uh, Amy Adams, Meryl movie. Street, Meryl Street, big cast. Uh, he adapted that screenplay and directed that movie. No kidding. Yeah, so that's when you were like, I don't know if I know. I'm like, I think you know one other thing. So, I mean, what that's wow. crazy time. So, that's such a different tone and subject right. matter so, and uh, everything about it. Right. Wow, that is surprising. Right. Yeah, that is com- way out of left field, I think. Also wrote Joe versus <laughs> the Volcano. Right. And there were some other things I didn't quite I'm imagining the register. pitch to like Meryl Streep, she's like, "Oh, they want me for this movie. Tell right. me more about the director or the writer." Right. And and she, they're like, "Well, he also wrote Joe versus the Volcano." Right. And I don't know what other plays he did. It felt like he yeah, yeah, maybe he, he has was a playwright. Maybe he has deeper and then got into screenwriting, or the, you know, helping or listed with, adapted. Wow. There were some other script moments, and then dabbled in uh, directing. But uh, I think there's something to be said about the, and I'm a big fan of this. We've sort of talked about it the the writer director relationship. You know, yeah. um, whether they're they're co-writing the script, as Scorsese often has a hand in it, or Terrence Malick, right, and, or they're. It's an original, and I wrote it, and I'm directing it, and it's for good or bad. You know, yeah. you don't have to ask too many questions. <laughs> like, this, like yeah. what did you mean here? <laughs> and to be fair, there's a there's a lot of years between Joe versus the volcano and doubt, oh, and yeah. you, you can change so much as yeah. an artist in that in that amount of time. Or you can just do the extremes. That's true. You know, yeah. We were saying, like, does does he have his directing style? I don't know. <laughs> so I guess my here's, yeah. What's your here's take my on bottom it? line on Joe versus the volcano? I think having watched it and walking away from it and thinking about it for a day or so. Yeah, I think that its best moments are um, are done better by other movies that came after like i think it's it's a very curious movie and it like has a lot of interesting ideas i don't think they're executed great as a as a whole movie like all together beginning to end but i think it it kicks off a lot of things or has has a lot of little threads that I think other filmmakers took up and did really, really uh, cool things with. So I'm thinking of like Office Space, for example. Like the kind of drudgery of office work, I think is such a universal experience that that's why the beginning works so well. Because like even if your day job is not that bad, you still see something of yourself in it, you know, where it's like, man, yeah, getting up and working for this boss every day or whatever your boss is. There's something recognizable in that. And like a movie like Office Space that was like nine years later, Mike Judge. Great movie. Great movie. And it took that that kind of idea and just like, what if that was the whole movie? What if I have a character who has this drudgery, white collar job, and then he has this epiphany, like Joe does. Right. And he comes back to work and says, I'm done with all this. And it plays out differently, but right, it's yeah. a similar setup to a movie. Yeah. And I think I in in this even like Jennifer Aniston is kind of the Meg Ryan in that yeah. it's like that, but I think that's a more successful movie at doing the escaping from this like office machine and pointing out the silliness right. and, like that's a better movie about that subject yeah. and then like I also was getting vibes at the beginning of this movie of like 
like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless oh. Mind or the Truman Show, that kind of movie where someone is in a world that doesn't quite make sense to them and they're like, they take some extreme measure to like, yeah, kind of work their way out of this thing they feel trapped in. Um, so there's some yeah. of that too. They probably, with, with looking at, you know, if, I don't know what, you know, um, episode idea if we if we had a chance to rework a movie maybe right. that's gonna be another bit um i could they probably could have got a little more out of his the first part yeah you know like we're office space that's the majority of the movie is right we're we're there he they probably right, could have squeezed right. a little more out of that um so i'm i mean in some ways i'm also curious as how any writer and we've tried our hands uh at writing scripts and stuff you right. know and how do you get from a, you know, do you, did, did the, uh, John Patrick, uh, Shanley start with, well, I want him to, the idea is for him to jump into a volcano. How do I get there? You know, right. or is it, yeah, he hates it feels, his job. It feels that way. Right. And so I wonder about that. Is this just this bizarre take, you know, but just because those environments are so extreme or your, your idea of when you're working a job you hate, you know, you're working it for the paycheck. Or, you know, day, why are you doing this? You're doing it for the money. Why else are you doing this? You don't, you're not doing it because you love the right, job. Right. And what are you doing it? Well, you get the money and go get the clothes. You get the clothes. What do you want? You want to go play? You want to go see things you haven't seen, you know? Right, and, right. but what if all that is at this, this cost? You know, so for me, this movie, I, I do, I, I'm, um, I like it quite a bit, but I, just because it hits enough of these notes of, asking these other kind of thoughtful questions, even where the third Meg Ryan is asked, he, he goes, do you believe in God? And she goes, I believe in me. And he's, and then he goes, what does that mean? You know, like, what are you talking about? You know? And, <laughs> right. uh, and it's, char it's charming enough. It is the kookiness. I have to wrap my mind around. I kind of want to seek out some interviews with yeah. this writer just to go, what kind of, what were you thinking? Did this mean, did I miss yeah. something? Um, I don't know. If, I don't feel like like Office Space. I would say is a cult classic. Like there's people sure. who Joe versus the Volcano. I did search it. And there's other people who um, it was interesting. It, they do you know like we do reviews reviewed. Right. They did review. Sure. Like they went back and watched it and whatever. Sure. And so yeah, that's clever. not as smart as us. But no, uh, <laughs> I guess that's you're saying something that feels that's, like there's an audience for this movie. And yeah. maybe I'm in that category. Yeah. I think maybe another way to put what I'm thinking of that I think kind of jibes with what you're saying is like, I feel like the movie is full of a lot of good observations and a lot of truths about life and good. But yep. the overall story, I'm not really drawn into the story, the whole plot very yes. well. But the individual moments and observations are really interesting right, yeah but like as a story i guess i wasn't really i didn't really feel pulled in or like i cared about whole, like big chunks of it sometimes yeah or some parts even toward the end felt like they moved really fast oh right and like pacing wise i mean this is this is too extreme of a comparison but i was having like near i felt like plan nine from outer space moments toward the end i'm like this is cut together so fast and it's kooky and like story-wise we're just jumping ahead and things yeah. are moving and people are flying out of a volcano and right. this is in like the effects almost seem like intentionally bad in a yeah. couple moments and i'm like it had that kind of very rough let's just kind of get to the end of the movie feeling right. and i was like this this is giving me some plan nine vibes plan <laughs> so nine that vibes, kind yeah. of that kind of 
we'll just stitch together in any way right. you can to to get all the things on paper on the screen, even though yeah. if the the timing of each thing wasn't exactly natural. Right. You know, it had that feeling for me, especially at the end, which might have been a factor. This might have been, and I made a note to bring this up. You mentioned it right before we started recording, but I'll bring it up now. You sent me. <laughs> I always watch these movies on YouTube. And when I say I watch them on oh, YouTube, yeah. I mean I rent them on YouTube. Like I go oh. to the movie section and I hit rent. Okay. And it costs the same as it costs anywhere. The sure. three bucks, three the bucks. four bucks, whatever it is. And um, I watch like, I often watch anyway, YouTube's, you know, from their catalog, just because they tend to have almost everything. Sure. Even though you, you're paying for it, just like any other video on demand service. But before I watched this, you uh, texted me a link to a copy of Joe versus the Volcano on YouTube. No rent. No rent. Someone had just posted yeah. the whole movie. I don't know how. So. Now you said you watched, you started watching this and then the movie froze on your stopped. I got 55 minutes in yes. and it wouldn't go forward. And I tried and tried and I gave up. Let me tell you what happened. Okay. The movie was going forward. There is a 10 minute section of the video in the middle that just stays on one frame. And then the movie starts going again. Oh. And then there's another section toward the end for about 10 minutes. The movie stays on one frame, like half an hour after the so first So you just frame. waited it out? When it comes back in, you have missed the whole 10 minutes of oh. the movie. It comes back in. It skips ahead. And I don't know if this is somebody who has just, they've modified the video enough so that the uh, copyright control algorithm cannot recognize it as oh. the thing. Um, which so you're telling me you haven't seen 20 minutes of this movie? I'm saying, here's, here's how I watched the movie. So, and I there may be there may be a minute or two of movie I didn't see because okay. I watched the whole movie, and I realized what had happened, and then I went back on YouTube and found clips to fill in the gaps. Okay, so um, that may explain my editing because <laughs> maybe there are parts of the movie that seemed really slipshod and weirdly edited, but actually were not because I just missed chunks and this this shoddy. Uh, you know, homebrew copy of Joe versus the Volcano you sent me. It was decent quality. It was okay. There's some parts where it got really grainy, uh, especially in the So you can dark, do what Dave scenes. did, or I just ended up renting it. Yeah. I considered buying it. Yeah, you said that. You considered buying it. It's 10 bucks to buy. At least it was on uh, iTunes. Uh, Four bucks to rent. So you're sort of... I I, so this movie, my history with this movie... Um, you know, I, I think we had this conversation before. I don't know if it was while we were recording. Is back when like it became a thing to like like video stores were coming into their own, and it became a thing to like buy movies, like and specifically join movie clubs. You know, like they're gonna send you like a Columbia Record Club, correct? Yep. And you're gonna movies. pay this. You get to pick ten movies right out of the gate exactly. and then for ninety nine cents, and then for like <laughs> the rest of your life for thirty bucks, you have to buy something. <laughs> Right, right, right. Um, That's one of of the scenes in A Serious Man when he's trying to fight with the Columbia Record Club (laughs) over the phone. He's like, but I don't want Santana Abraxas. (laughs) And he's like, I've just been in a terrible auto accident. (laughs) They're like, sir, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine, but I I don't want... (laughs) That is a great scene. Um, I have a memory of this being one of the first VHS movies I purchased. Oh. So, and I don't know if I was just the Meg Ryan kick I was on or Tom Hanks kick. Because several of his movies, like I'm a huge fan of Splash, yeah, and The Money Pit. The Money Pit to me is so hilarious. It's a big Heather. That's one movie Heather and I agree on. Really? As if we had to, if we had to both. That's the focal point. That's the locus. If you took Heather and I in separate rooms, yeah, 
No, she won't listen to this because it'll come out later. So we, you could ask her. So this is like the newlywed game. You write one movie yeah. that you think you two would match on as you both love it. Yeah. I bet you we'd both write The Money Pit. Interesting. And, it's Tom and, and Hanks, no Shelley Long from it, Cheers. In that Venn diagram, there are no other movies that you think you both uh, <laughs> would rave about. Not to that level. <laughs> I feel like that's a mutual love of that movie. And it is so... I mean, it's a newlywed couple... End up buying okay. this big house and everything goes wrong with it. It's a money pit. It's it is so <laughs> funny though. I interesting. Uh, I love the money pit, but um, I love Joe vs. Volcano. So. You love it. You love that's your that's your verdict the other day. You're like, I love this movie. This would be yeah. Like if we're if we're sitting down, yeah. And I, this for sure would be. We a, are sitting down. <laughs> they don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I could be doing a handstand. Um, they're. Uh, like top movies of the nineties, you're this, putting you're you're floating it. I, on that. It would be on this big list. I'm not yeah. saying it's of 1990. I think it, it for sure. I'd have to look. I mean, we're all talking about like Goodfellas and Dances with Wolves, and some pretty big movies came out in 1990, and probably yeah. several. I'm forgetting. Uh, sure, because even Groundhog Day is gonna slip in one of those years and <laughs> slip right in. It's a great movie. But um, it's in this conversation of this movie I love, and I'm not. It's not quite. I don't know if it's in the Waterworld Twister universe. Yeah, you described your Waterworld <laughs> category, the Waterworld column. You this, can right. File this movie I in. think is maybe like has a little more to it, but it's most people would yeah, dismiss I, it. Yeah, it's I, not I Scorsese. Think it's, I think it's kind of dismissible for me. Like I said, I think there's interesting stuff, interesting moments, and good good moments, good dialogue moments, good visual. Yeah, that opening surprises. is so great. The opening is so good. But as a whole movie, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I don't. It's not. I didn't think it was a good movie as a movie. Right. I would not recommend it as because, a movie. Because so you're saying the the cons outweighed your pros. Yeah, there wasn't enough. I think if it just if if tonally it stayed consistent from beginning to end. Like I said, I feel like there's a big slump. I can even forgive the silliness at the end if it was silly all the way through. But I think there's a middle section where it was decidedly too not serious for you with the with the angelica well just like shopping montage i'm just it just felt like it was another movie it could be mm-hmm. dropped into another movie when the movie i was introduced to was this larger than life cartoon of a movie and then all of a sudden it became just you know 90s kind of romantic comedy yeah it does a and little then bit it became over the top crazy movie again at the end i'm like it should just be wacky all the way through yeah I felt like it was it had a wacky first act right and then a not wacky yeah. middle angelica is consistently like a over the top character but i get like the backdrop of the store everything kind of gets muted it feels yeah, like it did a little middle bit. and then it picks back up so i would just i would advocate for a sillier just keep right. the silly keep the silly and then silly. i feel like it would be it would be interesting as a whole movie right, but yeah. as as is i'm not sure i would you're not so i would uh yeah really right. push for we're, we might we're split we it. might be split we might be split that's, that's right that's okay and that's okay but we did it volcano menu is back it is back. We caught it while it was there. We actually ate volcano. We didn't have to. We didn't have to uh, manufacture it. We didn't have to pretend like we were eating it. We actually ate the lava taco. We actually the volcano ate taco with lava the sauce. Volcano taco with lava sauce. We watched Joe versus the volcano. Uh, check it out if your your interest has been piqued. Oh, if you saw, we peaked it. If you saw the life of Pod and you're like, I want another movie that has people floating in the water and interacting with these mag- magical things happening. 
like I said, I feel like it's like a lot of it's a lot of other the threads of a lot of other movies that went on and really milked those individual elements for all they are worth. <laughs> One Oscars. <laughs> look up the look up the Tom Hanks dancing scene. That's funny. Yeah, it is pretty funny. It's funny. It's got some moves. Dun, 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 um, or at least dun. watch the beginning. You know, I'm sure someone's posted the opening on you know, watch the beginning through that first that first yeah. song uh choice. But um, if you turn that beginning on, I don't think you'll be able to turn it off. You're I gonna think you'll s- be able to turn it off after about forty <laughs> minutes. You'll be like, I I'm done. I think you, you got to see what happens. Yeah, to, you got to see what happens to Joe. I don't know you need to see what <laughs> You want to see the kooky. You can look that up. So um, that's yeah. Volcano Mania, Joe versus the Volcano. Catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.